Hello guys, welcome back, board draw episode number 30... 38? 38, oh my Come god, we're two of the big four oh man. We are, we are. Mental. Um, yeah, we're back again, and what a, f- what a weekend of football, I was about to swear there. Yeah. We'll I'm going to we'll be good this, this episode, but... I don't know. Um, oh mate. It'd what? be nice if it was episode 7, or 77, or 777... Man United fans, last week we started. We started. Um, we started the praise. They'd been long overdue some praise, and I was like, "We've got a, a, a Man United fan called Gaffers who's been on the pod, and uh, we were saying all the Man United fans have come out the sewers, and we were doing a bit of this, the rats. Literally, the first game after we said that, mate, absolute romping. How like they've literally had an amazing like. Last 10 days. Beat Barcelona. Good result. Very Fantastic. good result. Yeah. Beat Newcastle. Have your first piece of silverware since 2017. 2017. Mad. They decided to honour it by going and losing 7-0 to Liverpool, who have been pretty poor this season. But the thing is, yeah, it's weird because Liverpool, they've done it against Bournemouth. What was yeah. that, nine? Nine, I think, yeah. Then they smash Rangers as well. Yeah, for seven. So they, they can smash these yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, They can smash below average teams. Especially when they're, even if they're out of form, you can't count them up. Uh, count what? them out. They're just on crud. Uh, especially at Anfield, they're built different. Yeah, so, I mean, we like everyone knows Liverpool thrive off of the atmosphere, the the energy, the electricity, the intensity that's built yeah. uh, behind them. And they were so, so explosive. And it was weird because the first... 25, 30 minutes I thought were fairly even. I thought Man United were probably actually the better team. Totally agree. I reckon first half they were the better team even though they went into um, half-time 1-0 half down. Yeah. down. Yeah. They had a couple of decent chances where the final ball wasn't right or um, I don't know, people like shot the bed. Rashford could have scored one. But yeah, I'd say going into half-time Man United They feel hard done by. Yeah, you'd be you'd be you'd be alright with what was going on. So, like, honestly, I, it's not. It's probably not even worth talking about the first half. I mean, Liverpool, great goal by Gakpo. It was... Um, outrageous goal, actually, yeah. Yeah, great Probably pass by um, Robertson, who yeah. I thought was brilliant this game. Yeah. Great pass by Robertson. Uh, Gakpo, the nice little cut inside. And to find the far corner was uh, excellent. We saw, yes. we're, we're seeing the, the talent that we knew he had prior to his move to Liverpool. So, that was World Cup-esque sort of goal from him. Very yeah. impressive. Um, but he's, yeah, the first Gakpo, for me, he's like the, and we'll probably get into it, but he's like the direct opposite. He's like the counterweight to Darwin Nunez. Gakpo doesn't really offer as much in terms of chances and like attracting chances around him, but his finishing is elite. Whereas uh, his Nunez, second goal, when he lifts it over the hair, was unbelievable. Disgusting. Whereas Nunez just causes havoc, probably uh, so much more havoc than Gakpo could ever imagine to cause, but has like below par finishing although in this game he did actually have quite a good good couple of goals but yeah I think them two we're talking about um, Liverpool phasing out their front three of um, Salah, Mane, Firmino I think obviously Salah will be there for a couple more seasons probably but I think in Gakpo Nunez they've got potency up top 100% and we and we saw it going into the second half I mean that Darwin Hedaway flicks it on from was it a corner or was it from oh it's, um, a free was kick? it Harvey Elliott so it came in it got whipped in basically and he like glances it on yeah unbelievable technique to be able to do that he is Darwin Nunes he is just 
he he must be one of the scariest players to play against. Mate, he is pure chaos in and around the box as well. He's massive. He'll get his head on everything. Well, the thing he's yeah he's massive and he's also unbelievably quick. Yeah, but yeah. he is so fast. It's yeah. He's yeah. like we've said this before on the pod. He's like Harlem with worse finishing, pretty much. He's got all the attributes. The ball sticks to him not as well actually. He's he's got pretty average tech on the ball, but like Harlan, the ball gets attracted to him in and around six yard box. Always he'll get his head on stuff. Can run the lines really well. Probably better than Harlan. Harland, I think the problem he's had this season is that he, and we said this on the pod, gets stuck centrally quite a lot. Whereas Nunez has the ability to go wide. In this game, he started on the left, but he can come central, play out wide. So he's got that in his locker that Harlan doesn't. Yeah, I think he he will go on to be a brilliant asset for that Liverpool front line. Time, yeah. And their, their front line is kind of scary in the fact that it is sort of similar to the Firmino, uh, Mane and Salah trio where they all do something, but it's all different. Mm. Whereas here, they've also got that, but differently to the way that Salah and, uh, sorry, that Mane and Firmino do it. So there's talk that Firmino is actually giving Gakpo like tips into being a, like a false nine sort of player, which could be interesting to see, but yeah, it is, they are, they are like, you, you can't say any word, but dangerous. They are dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. It's just, how can they replicate this consistently throughout the season has been the issue. Mm. And I think this game stems from the fact that they were allowed to get Trent and Robertson involved. And I think they won that midfield battle. I think Fabinho had a good game. Yeah, I was looking at the midfield at the lineups and you go, Man United arguably, and we said this, going into the game, it's been probably a hot minute since they've been favourites. But I would have called them favourites. And then looking at the lineups, I probably still would have called them favourites. Because a midfield of Henderson, Fabinho and Harvey Elliott doesn't really scare me at all. No. I think that's quite light work. We said Jordan Henderson and Fabinho are probably on the past it um, category. And Harvey Elliott is probably on the not even there yet category. So they've got no one that is like an elite midfielder. Whereas May United are going in there with Casemiro, who's world-class. Bruno Fernandes, probably world-class. But we'll talk about Bruno Fernandes. He had an absolute stinker of a game. But yeah, you'd look at that midfield and think, May United run that every day of the week. But like you said, Fabinho had a really good game. Harvey Elliott, as a player on the opposite team, I look at him and be like, I can never get bullied by that guy. He's so small and like, he's good, but like, he's not got like a burst of pace to get away from man. It's like, how are you getting outplayed by him? And so... He was like, excellent in this game. Yeah, I he don't. Was really, I good. was just like, I, yeah, really impressed with that midfield because that is their weak department, and yeah, they showed up. I think so. They obviously they like to play the Fabinho Henderson duo to cover for Trent, allow him to get further up the pitch. Yeah. But it was weird to me when May United started with Fernandez out on that left hand side. I think if you're playing against Trent Alexander Arnold, you want a direct runner. I think you play... You, you, why haven't you got Rashford just squaring them up every time? Rashford and Bukayo Saka, the two most direct runners of the ball... 100%. ...in the Premier League. Yeah. Why is Rashford not squaring up to Trent... Yeah. At, ...in the initial phase of the game? Because the minute you let Trent build into the game and get a bit of confidence, then you sort of lose that edge a little bit. I mean, you still probably have him on toast because he's not the best defender in the world, and we said that countless times. But that was a weird start for me. Yeah. Anthony is... is yeah, I, I, there's not much more we can say. He about makes a hundred million for Grealish look like an absolute bargain. He's so average, mate. And um, we'll get on to Arsenal, but Arsenal have got academy products like uh, like Reese Nelson, Saka, Eddie that you're not paying anything for. Eddie's uh, and Ketty is no, not Eddie. Uh, Reese Nelson 
He's probably played accumulatively, I think, probably about 200 minutes this season. Got three goals, three assists. Why don't Man United just look... They've got Garnacho. Why don't they just look into the academy? Surely there's people in the academy well, they had, who can offer more than... They had Alanga than... come in. He, he had like a little run of games yeah. and then hasn't really been able to get back into the team. Just Palestri guy as well. Yeah, I've and been he looked really nothing, good at the World Cup. I've been hearing nothing but good things about him, and but he's not really getting minutes, is he? And it's just like, for me, obviously Anthony facilitates Dallow going forward. He recycles the ball well. Press is okay. But for 100 million, you want... 20 goals, 10 assists. Easy. And well, he's not I, even going to hit like double digits on anything. I don't even think 20 goals, 10 assists for a right winger. I just think you want someone who can play with two feet. Because yeah, it, but like instantly, at, at a minimum, the, the minute he gets shown he onto his left foot, uh, the, sorry, the minute he gets shown onto his right foot, mm. he's down to being a, like, he wouldn't be able to do it in League One. Mate, he's like, washed. I'm sick. I'm sick of him. And, oh, you know what pissed me off? So he got like a diagonal ball from, fuck no, probably Luke Shaw. And he did like the Neymar Rabona touch. And it's like, what are you doing? You're like four nil down. Uh, you an would, idiot. That would really, that would rile me as a are fan. Are you an idiot? That would rile me. Like, he's, oh, he's just, mate, if you're in a top four team going for titles, he's not good enough. He's a luxury player, but he doesn't actually bring anything to the team. Offers nothing. He's like a, I've said this many times, futsal player or like a Liga Serie A player where you, like the intensity isn't there as high as it is in the Prem. In the Prem, any moment of dicking about, you'll get crunched. Whereas, like, Syria, you can, I don't know, dick I, I, about a bit more. I don't think it would be understated how hard Rashford has been carrying that front line oh, as well. Mate, like, Val Verkost is... He, like, he couldn't really even do it at Burnley. He's so, useless. We said this he's not. He's, he's not it. Rubbish. Anthony is just not it. Jane Sancho, we, like, I still believe there's a player there. I really Start do. Start Jane Sancho. I, I, he I, can't not offer... At a base level, he's got to offer about the amount. Anthony well, I, I agree, but I, and I think he still will become a very good player. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this has been a really rough patch for him. But their front line compared to the rest of the Premier, like the rest of the, like you're looking at Arsenal's front line, you're looking at City's front line, even looking at Liverpool, you're looking at um, who else? Mate, Brighton's front line. Brighton's there. front line. Yeah, I mean, there is quality in this Premier League like just in terms of front threes and Man United is got a better one. pretty bang average yeah 100% so average but it, yeah I mean we've spent the whole of the last episode basically gassing them up <laughs> and so we'll, we'll discuss now 7-0 I've seen people saying it's better to lose 7-0 than it is to lose 3-0 because this is a freak result the second half they capitulated they fell apart they conceded six goals in 45 minutes it's which a is disgrace. which is dis- like it, it's a disgrace however would it be more concerning if they lost three nils at Liverpool? Because I, I sort of see the I see the argument for you lose seven, that's that's freak. That's freak. But you, you like it's probably easier to get over that, maybe. Wrong. I don't know. Wrong. But anyone that's saying that, I know Gary was saying that on um bloody Sky Sports after the game, and he was like, Oh, it's a freak result. I get May United don't lose seven nil often, and therefore you can like as a lit- in a literal sense call it a freak result because it happens like once I think the last time they lost this much was 1930 so yeah in that sense it's a freak result but it's not a freak result Man United were terrible Liverpool were very good they deserve to get turnover and people saying oh you've got to look into it more if it was a 3-0 that's just big fat copium you conceded 7 goals 6 of which were in 45 minutes that's a yeah. disgrace I mean you look at the Brentford game earlier in the season where they went 4-0 down the second half they shot up shot up yeah 
this is sort of like a reverse of it, probably against a more dynamic team, but like someone who has the potential to put more past you. And that kind of leads to conversation. Like, so they've conceded four against Brentford. F- what is it? Three against Brighton, six against City, three against Arsenal, seven against Liverpool. Away from home, they're getting thumped regularly. Well, they ha- they they're away at top six. I think it's top twelve or top twelve. They yeah, won they- one game, and it was um, Fulham maybe, and they drew against Chelsea, and then have lost every other top twelve away game. That's terrible. Yeah, they <laughs> there's there's some work to be done there. I think they will get over this quite easily. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think this Ten is Ten Hag won't allow it. Yeah, he to... won't allow it. Like he, We've seen sort of the disciplinarian side of him before. Mm. He won't be happy with this. I thought he was quite professional in the way that he came out afterwards. Yeah. Um, the Bruno Fernandes situation there was borderline embarrassing for, for the for the captain of your club yeah i saw gary say that he wanted to come off i haven't seen any like I haven't seen video videos that. that like confirm that he was wanted to come off i saw one where he's kind of looking a bit despondent on the center circle but i think he's reading too much into it to say that he wanted to come off but you can see in bruno a massive problem when man united aren't doing well he's got that like kind of um attitude about him where if it's not going his way or his team's way, he'll just throw his arms around. Is his shout. way or the highway? It's his way or you're a big fat pussy. <laughs> no, I don't know. But um, yeah, he's got that attitude where he's like, he'll he'll just shut up shop internally rather than tell his team to shut up shop. At one point, yeah, I thought he was going to bring it back to like the playground rules and be like, it's my ball, I'm going home. <laughs> and just walk off the pitch. Was he pushed the line though at one point? Yeah, that? it was a bit embarrassing and yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone really had a harder day than um, Luke Shaw and Lissandro Martinez. I think we were gassing up Lissandro. I saw I saw a pretty mad stat though. This, so Lissandro Martinez this season has conceded 35 goals and people say Virgil van Dijk's worst year. Mm. In his worst ever season at Liverpool he conceded 33. Yeah. And there's still 13 games left to go for Man United. I'll give you a mad stat. Our track record at board draw of just like saying stuff and then literally the next week, the opposite happening, the opposite happening is a disaster. Do you know where it began? Yeah, Val- Valverde. Valverde yeah. yeah and then what did we say? We sent our oh, Trent quality and then backed him. started the season and probably the Fulham, worst player on yeah. the planet. Yeah. yeah. And then we said... Um, We've had some Van Dyke. Yeah, I said Van Dyke player of the year. And then he's had a stinker. And yeah, so last week we said Martinez quality sign-in. We were bannering Jamie Carragher for saying, oh, he's too small, can't do it in the Prem. And he probably can do it in well, the Prem. Well, I don't think being too small get, means that you get battered by Mo Salah. But Mo Salah had Luke Shaw and Lissandro Martinez on toes. That, that Salah, yeah, took me back to a time. Took me back to the time before AFCON. Where he, that man, I just every week yeah, on fantasy. Yeah, twenty-one, twenty-two, Salah. Slap the captaincy on Salah every week, mate. No dramas. Your life was good because Salah was good. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> yeah, because literally. he was, he was, he was unbelievable. But it, mate, today, for that third yeah. goal, the way he cooked Martinez, he sh- like shaped to go in and then immediately cut <sighs> out. And Martinez, the, do you know the freeze frame where Martinez it's, is literally like looking in the opposite direction? That is the biggest. Violation yeah. of a screenshot ever in the Premier I League. I think no, but the thing is though, if I'm if I'm like a manager and I see my player cook like that, for his sake and the sake of his family, I'm taking him off. I'm I'm giving this is, screenshot. They I'd... should do like they should do like um, embarrassment substitution. They got concussion subs. 
we get embarrassment subs on, yeah? Yes. So, like, if you get megged or something, like, you just get done dirty. Yeah, megged yeah? and then, like, a goal comes. Yeah. Like, do you know when Rashford megged Thomas Party and then scored the screamer? Yeah. P- party off. Yeah, embarrassment, no, no, embarrassment sub. sub, yeah. Yeah, 100. That's yeah. such a good shout. So, yeah, let's, uh, we'll put a petition down in the description. But embarrassment yeah, sub. Because Martinez, the way he got cooked, that screenshot, how can my man be defending running away in the opposite direction? No, that no, is but, crazy. But he literally got, he just got sent so hard that, my guy, he, he was discombobulated. Bro, you know when you're playing COD, yeah, and like you lag, <laughs> and then you like you like shooting, and then suddenly the guy's like slide cancelled, and he's like, or do you know like when you play COD on like crazy um, what's it like sensitivity? sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. So you're spinning around, and you actually don't know where you are, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> that is literally Martinez. He had a stinker, Luke Shaw. Uh, yeah, as much as Martinez got cooked on that one moment, Luke Shaw, I think for three or four of the goals. He had a pretty disastrous moment in each of them where he either could have cleared the ball and didn't or tried to pass it and it went to a Liverpool player. He had a stinker. I think I think the chaos in that Liverpool front line, though, caused issues for the main line back line because the two centre-backs, they would one of them would be pushing up when the, the other one was dropping. So there was, there was like massive gaps between them at times where Gakpo or Salah or even Darwin could float in. You know what I mean? Darwin, Darwin. Yeah, no, 100%. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. And what I like about that front three as well is that between Gakpo and and Darwin Nunez, you have have, um, fluidity because they can both both play out wide on the wing and both play centrally. So you're giving the centre-backs and the the right-backs issues because they have to decide whether to follow their man into that part of the pitch. So having someone like Wan-Bissaka on that that side would have been really good. Crazy they didn't start Wan-Bissaka. I think, yeah, he would have been a massive bonus. Because he's got legs like Dallow doesn't have. The only thing Dallow has over him is the ability to go forward. But in this game, I think that's Man United came into the game a little bit too big-headed, a little bit too cocksure, a little bit too attackive. And fair enough, you're on a great run, Liverpool on a bit of a stinker. But they know Anfield. They know... And this is maybe Ten Hag kind of being a bit naive and thinking, oh, I can just walk into Anfield and get Like, sort of approaching every game the same. Whereas, I think a more accustomed Premier League manager that's been to Anfield a few times would know it's a different kettle of fish. Even if you're on good form. You look at Mikel Arteta in the Arsenal documentary. Played the the tunes. Exactly. And you can't understate sort of, you make fun of it and laugh at it because it seems ridiculous. It's a thing. It is is an absolute thing. He spoke about him in his career getting stage fright at Anfield. Um, Ten Hag's probably having trauma now. Next time, He's going to be. Mate, he'll, he's going to be bolder. He'll he'll text Arteta to be like, mate, you got a, a link to that. Uh, you never walk alone YouTube video. So I can, <laughs> yeah, so I can yeah. play. It what, to the what's the song you play the trainer? One? <laughs> yeah, so I can play. He's going to gonna the boys. be like reverse balding. No, <laughs> it's like that much shot. He's going to grow grey hair after that. What was I going to say? Yeah, uh, the only thing that Dallow has over him is attacking. But yeah, May Knight were a little bit too ahead of themselves, thinking they they could go toe to toe with Liverpool at Anfield. Maybe they should have shored it up a little bit more. <laughs> Shaw should have shored himself up a little bit more. But you get Wampasaka in there. I heard um, Varane had a little bit of an injury, so maybe he wasn't 100%. I think the same with Casemiro. But even still, all in all... Following on from the injuries, though, I was going to say, like, my final point probably on this is that they've had almost two cup finals in the space of, like, a week. That Barcelona game and the Newcastle game. Mm. Coming into a third big game, regardless of where Liverpool sit in the table, that that is always going to be a big game going to Anfield. Potentially, maybe fighting three 
heavyweight games like that yeah, yeah. does take it out of you. Yeah. Is that maybe a reason that they sort of fell off into that second half and capitulated? Yeah, they they've had have... a, they've had a lot of games at the moment, haven't they? They're playing twice, like once every three days, pretty much, and they've been doing that for two, three months now. And they haven't really got much depth apart from maybe like Garnacho and Sancho and then Wambasaka and Dallo. They're playing pretty much the same eleven every time. So yeah. and like Arsenal, when we start getting back into Europa League, I mean, that's what feel, I'm worried about. They've got it's a bit of McTominay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but it's still not like crazy depth. And yeah. in the like you said, they've had cup finals, so they've played a pretty um standard it's eleven intense. each time. And yeah. yeah. But I just want to end it on um this is undoubtedly I know there's been batterings. I know Southampton lost nine nil. I know Arsenal lost eight two to Man United. This is categorically, and I don't want to hear it from anyone. I've seen people try and say, no, this isn't as bad as the 8-2 or the 9 nils. This is the worst Premier League result ever. And if you disagree with me, suck your mum. Moving on. Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. But it is. In terms of where Man United are currently, where Liverpool are currently, the rivalry involved... And just to see Gary Neville absolutely lose it. He was so He was rattled. And I love it. Yeah, we love it. Be back in a minute. To talk about the boys. Yeah, somehow we're back. It's another week. And um, once again, Arsenal have somehow recovered something after being behind to a team far below them yeah. in uh, the realm of footballing ability. Nine minutes, nine minutes, nine seconds in. Philip Billing scores the second fastest ever Premier League goal. Yeah, it was a mess. What is going on? I believe Shane Long still holds the title for something like, was Seven, it six yeah. seconds or yeah, seven yeah, seconds? Yeah, yeah. Good goal though. Yeah, it's a really good goal. Bit of poor defending though. The ball shouldn't have got that far, I don't think. It's one of those like, you just caught so cold, mate. Like at that point, you're probably, you're probably, Aaron Ramsdale probably still getting his gloves on at that point, mate. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And um, the second goal, second goal, what a header. Yeah, and I don't want to talk too much about Arsenal because as good as we Can were in the second half, we we were a little bit slow. And I think for me, um, we'll talk about the gas first. 90, 97th minute winner. How's your mum, mate? That is sick. Somewhat controversially... I, I don't think it's controversial. I think not, we aren't playing basketball here. I'll punch anyone that thinks I'm not, it's I'm not. I'm not... Like, we don't play basketball. We don't play to the buzzer. Obviously, ball goes out of play. Time plays on. It's, the clock is an estimate. Yeah. So, but you can understand. You can understand the aggravation of fans who believe that. I understand nothing. But if you watch it, so the only fans that are aggravated are people that didn't watch the game. So, the problem with going one nil up if you're an underdog is you, you sit back. The problem with going one nil up after nine seconds. Is that how you are sat back for 95 minutes-ish? Mate, it is literally what happens to England in the Euros against Italy. Exactly. As soon as you score, you immediately are like, oh, how do we do that? And now we're panicking, defending. Give so much impetus to the attacking team to be like, oh, we got nothing to lose now. We need to equalise. That's what Bournemouth did. So they were time-wasting from literally, and it's not even banner, literally from the first minute. And that's fair enough. You're in a relegation scrap. You're coming to top of the league away. Do what you can. And then as soon as they get the second goal, you, as an Arsenal fan, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be a long day because they are sat back. And now we're two, we need to get two more. So for us to get two goals, love that. But you're getting into the 90, 90th minute and you're thinking, oh, this is this is not good. Because even though we got it back to two all, a draw's not really good enough because 
as we said, our run into the end of the season is harder than Man City's. And losing at home to bottom of the league is not ideal. If we're going to drop points, drop it elsewhere. Drop it to Man City. Drop it to Liverpool. Don't drop it at home to statistically the worst team in the league. So for us, and for Blood Clark Reece Nelson, love him. I've always thought he's kind of, like I was saying, Gakpo and Nunez are like the perfect opposites of each other. Reese Nelson and Emil Smith-Rowe, they're like the perfect opposites of each other because we saw in this game, Arteta did some big ball manoeuvres. He brought Smith-Rowe on when Trossard went off injured. Mm-hmm. But then as we were pushing for the goal... um. Obviously, Smith-Rowe is coming back from an injury. He's not fully up to the pace of the game. But he had the balls to take Smith-Rowe off and put Nelson on. And what I liked about that is they do they, they occupy the same left-wing position, but very they do it differently. Yeah, yeah. Smith-Rowe is very much come inside, link-up play, kind of like Trossard, kind of like Jack Grealish, that kind of inside forward. Whereas Reese Nelson is an out-and-out winger that will get to the byline, kind of like Martinelli, whipping crosses probably not as cold in front of goal but he offers a bit more towards that left back whereas um or right back on that side whereas smith rowe will cut inside i really like reese nelson there's nobody in the arsenal team that deserves it more my guys had injury loan spells his contract's coming to an end and you're thinking are oh, is he is he, he gonna be here go. but he's come out and said he wants to stay contract talks are happening and what better way to get those contract talks going than smash in the most disgusting 97th minute left-footed volley into the top bins to win your game, keep the top charge alive. Come on! Yeah, no, nah, I love it. And we deserved it. I think we had 81% possession, which is tapped. I mean, I think you are the best team in the league well, at the minute. Yeah. I think... I think you are still overperforming. Oh, big time! I don't, I don't, I don't think. Eh, I'd say we were overperforming no, like, when we like, were really good. It's really we've got it's to a stage really, now where we've. I no, think but you're grinding results. We're grinding getting, out results. The stars are aligning for you to win this Premier League. I think it would take yeah a massive catastrophe for you, on your hands to uh, like allow City to the win. The blood this. will be on our hands if we don't win it. But the thing is, though, like how many times can you get away with it? Yeah. Being behind at Villa, being behind at Bournemouth, like you should not be United, shipping two goals yeah. to to these teams. Yeah, like uh, if you want to win the Premier League, that like, you can't really allow it to happen. Yeah, I think the, what you have this, uh, like what you have, that's sort of elevating yourself above the competition, is mentality monsters. You are mentality monsters. I don't think there's any team in the league with a better vibe than Arsenal. I don't think there's any team with better uh, or like more passionate players than Arsenal this season. You look at the likes of Zinchenko who's been there for all uh, about 20 minutes and he, he's willing to die for that club. Yeah. You're looking at the likes of uh, like Odegaard. Look at how much it means to like Gabriel Magalhaes. Like, yeah. Looking at like all these players who... On Odegaard? Yeah. The way they were 2-0 down and he's like, boys, let's fucking go. Yeah. Let, what is Arte? Let's fu- fucking go. <laughs> That's not him. He's like... But yeah. Whereas, like, if it was Bruno Fernandez, my guy's throwing his toys out of the pram. You want a, a captain that'll get you going. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I do want to touch on us conceding goals more than we were previously. Our defence, I think, pre-World Cup was probably one of the best in the league, barring Newcastle. Now, we are conceding a lot more. And I don't know if it's um, 
Party, party's fallen out of the team, I think, a little bit. Like yeah, he's, party's he's had his injuries injured, or whatever. Yeah. So I think you're losing that sort of stability. I know he he played, he started for this game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it, it kind of doesn't work in favor of my argument there. But I think you allow him back in the the team for ninety minutes at a time every mm. game. Now you sort of build that back up. The, the defensive content from player to play with uh, Jorginho, who's a much different player. Yeah. So like maybe they can fall back into that sort of they sort of know the lanes that he's going to cut off and be able to trust him to be able to do it. Yeah. To do that. Whereas before, as, like probably in this game, they're getting cut short a little bit. Where Jorginho would have been. If that makes sense. It was. It's a hard way to sort of put it, but yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I I don't really. I I'm looking out it. I think it's a brilliant. I think yeah. Bournemouth catch Arsenal cold, and I think it happened pretty much uh, the same against Villa as well. When uh, Ollie Watkins gets so Jinjiko loses the ball and Ollie Watkins gets the, the pass in, yeah. through, and it's a great finish. And I think it's the same sort of hit thing here. Arsenal get caught lacking. Yeah, and then the the corner is a great corner. Uh, sorry, the the header is a great header. Yeah, I don't header. know if it's a case of at the start of the season we were playing with no fear. And I say there's still an element of playing with no fear. But now I think there is like a a little bit of jitters coming into there's some weight. of the players. There's weight to every be- game. Because everyone's starting to think, oh, damn. Like at first the title charge was kind of this distant dream. Or how are we here? How, how are we first? How's that happened? Do you know that Paul Rudd meme where it's like, Who'd have thought? Well, look at us. Who'd have thought? That is that is literally Arsenal players at the start up until the World Cup. But then you come out the World Cup, still top. Come after the January transfer window, still top. Uh, Often playing Man City, still top. And you're thinking, oh, this title challenge is this is happening. And so you get why the jitters are probably setting into some of the players, and that probably leads to some silly moments like Zinchenko losing ball, like some of the defenders not being totally switched on. But um. And that's going to come, and it's up to those players to handle that kind of pressure. I do want to shout out Ramsdale, because was it 2-0 down or 1-0 down? He done an absolute worldy save. I think he's going under the radar. I think, for me, best probably season. best keeper this season. Yeah. He's pulled some key saves in the Aston Villa game when we were, I think, 2-1 down. Um, Bailey came on and had a one-on-one with Ramsdale. He pulled out another worldy save. Every single game that we're going behind... He's pulling out worldy saves to keep us in the game. And yeah, just big shout out to him because there's a lot of people slandering him when we signed him. I wasn't like against him, but I wasn't for him. I just, I kind of didn't have any opinion on it, but I've grown to think he's just so good. Yeah, no, it's impressive. Um, Before we wrap up this little segment, should we uh, discuss Bournemouth and the impending relegation battle because my God is the bottom half of that table tie. It's juicy, mate. There's, mate. there's battles all over. So we've got the relegation battle. We've got the battle for first place. We've got the battle for European four, places yeah. where Brighton have somehow snuck into a Champions League. But we'll talk about the relegation battle because we've got a little um, clip here. of So from 12th place to 20th place, that's eight teams. And there's six points between them, 21 to 27 points. And I think what makes it juiciest for me is that the team highest in 12th place, Crystal Palace, have the worst record record yeah. in the last five games. No, so, win, win, uh, not without a win, sorry, without a win in five. Yeah. Two three, losses, three draws. Crazy. And but it's one like, of those draws is to Liverpool, who just went on to smash May United 7-0. Yeah. So, the, yeah, it's, it's just teams that you think would be getting out of the situation, like Wolves, Crystal Palace, Nottingham Forest. Leicester. Leicester, who who you're thinking are West pushing Ham. on they're dropping back in it and teams that aren't doing so great or you thought oh they're a certainty to go down are getting points Everton are getting points Southampton are getting points so 
Bournemouth could have got points here. They got points lo- um, the week before last. So it's, I think, it's a juicy honest, battle yeah. and it's hard to predict what's so going like, on. Let's put, our, let's put our necks on the line a little bit. Yeah. So we, we, oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Use the sustenance. Right. Let's put our uh, necks on the line here. Do it. So we've got Palace, Wolves, Forest, Leicester, West Ham, Leeds, Everton, Southampton and Bournemouth, right? Three of those teams come the end of the season, come game week 38, the end of, they will be relegated to the Skybet Championship. They will indeed. There is six points in it at the minute. It's crazy, man. There is, what, 13 games left? Yeah. Or so. It's hard to call because at any moment, one of these teams could pull out a win and then they're out of the relegation zone. If you put two wins on the trot, you'd, you could be 12 points clear if you're... Palace. It is tap because I was going to say let's do it this way where we go teams that we're definitely sure are going to survive. And I was going to say Nottingham Forest first. But then you look last week, they got pumped 4-0 by a relegation rival. It's like, how can you be? How can I be so sure Nottingham Forest are going to escape the relegation battle when they're getting pumped 4-0 by a relegation rival? I think let's just it's talk crazy. about West Ham for a minute because oh, there's that- problems there. The hammers. It's time to go. I think so. David had, Moyes, boys, yeah. are no longer. We've had I think, debates online about whether he should stay or should he go. And he, I'm personally in the um, camp of it's time to go. Yeah, I agree. I think he bought himself lots of time with that amazing Europa League run. Yeah, right? 100%. But so, like, I think he played quite boring football. He's sort of renowned for it, the Moyes boiler at Everton. Yeah. He he sort of gets results where he sh- probably shouldn't but it's consistent points and that's sort of how he keeps him up like gets him into these like p- like positions of greatness where he, he goes on these mad Europa League runs or whatever yeah but it's not working anymore and there's no, there's no point trying to make it work if it's, if it's not do you know what I mean there is talent out there that West Ham West Ham have spent a fair bit of money b- bringing the likes of Skamako Paqueta yeah they need someone else in they need some fresh blood Michael Carrick's been linked I saw the most... Uh, it's probably not even like a trusted source or anything. I saw someone saying Jose Mourinho was approached by West Ham <laughs> with a, with an unturned downable offer. I would love to see Jose back in the Prem, to be fair. Uh, you see his biggest rival. <laughs> yeah. Mental. Did He's going to do all the London yeah, clubs. Yeah, do a tour of London clubs, yeah. QPR, get him in. We could do him if I tell you that. <laughs> That'd be so funny. But, but, um, but yeah, yeah, West Ham, there's problems. And like you said, they've had pretty decent investment off the back of that um, Europa campaign. And there's a squad there. Obviously, there's going to be kind of turnover. Antonio's kind of on his last legs. Declan Rice is going to be out in the summer. Fabianski's going to be out. So there is going to be turnover there. But you need a manager that I think has got more of a longer term stance. And I think as good as Moyes is at steadying the ship, kind of getting the minimum. He took them from relegation battle to uh, Europa League. Like, And he's taken them back into the relegation battle. It's just one of those full, things. Full mate, yeah. It's uh yeah, I think for me it's it's time to go. There's there's too much value in that team, there's too many players that are playing below level and for them to get relegated off the like straight after a European campaign is bordering on crazy. Well, it would be crazy, it's not even bordering sort on crazy. Of like Wigan getting relegated after winning the FA Cup. Yeah, it's genuinely crazy. Like you can't play European football and then the next season with a better squad get relegated. Mental. I just like I think if I have to pick a team who I think are going to maybe get out of this, yeah, I think Everton, 
give me a safe team, yeah. I think Everton could potentially make the great escape. I, I have that faith in Sean Dyche. Yeah, out of all I the managers, out of all managers, I'm very impressed. I'd have the most faith in probably either Brendan Rodgers or Sean Dyche. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... And what they've two got going for them, Leicester and Everton, is they've got two managers that know their way around the Prem and also two squads that are both too good to be in the relegation battle. Yeah, I, 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 I probably agree with that, but I think, yeah, but I think Southampton, the, um, the new caretaker, well, the caretaker not manager has been given the job to the end of the season. Is it Ruben? I think, yeah, Ruben he's done, he, like, he's done a, actually quite a good job. Ruben two Sellers? Two, I might have made that up. Two wins in the last three. Yeah. Um, and they're looking far more solid than they have been under um, Nathan Jones. Yeah, they look good, but I think they're playing, uh, their squad, yeah, it is Ruben Sellers. Um, I think, their squad isn't like so. I was saying that Leicester and Everton have too good a squad. Southampton squad for me, barring maybe James Ward-Prowse, Lavia, who's in and out of the team because he's injured. I couldn't name two or three players that are too good to go down. For me, out of all of the squads in the relegation battle, maybe barring Bournemouth, who I think all but down. Even though they're putting a good showing against Arsenal, I'd say they're probably a thirty down. I'd say Southampton have got the worst team. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be tight though because I think you're looking... I think Palace will be fine. I think Palace have too much quality. Palace and Wolves, who are the <coughs> 12th and 13th, but they're both on 27 I mean, points. I could, think they'll both be fine. We could be, be seeing a season where Southampton, Everton, West Ham, Leeds... Sorry, Southampton, Everton, West Ham and or Leicester... Like four staple Premier League teams, yeah, could be going one like any three of those could be going down. That is mental, yeah. Uh, and at the minute, Southampton never in the occupied position. It's going to be a real for like, me. It might be Leeds. I think yeah, Leeds. I don't want to see Leeds go down, but I think they're in trouble. But I think they're also in a position where they could like bounce back quite easily. I think that that is almost the problem with it. Like any of these teams, they're sort of you're only in the championship for a year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all of these teams have come up too quickly. Yeah, and maybe that, Bar and Bournemouth, but now they've got new money, they'll be one of those teams that come straight back up. Maybe I I mean I don't know though. You're looking at like so if if Burnley, Sheffield United and Middlesbrough go up, you're still looking at the likes of Watford, West Brom, Norwich in the championship. That's three big teams. Millwall, Luton doing really well. So, but Bournemouth have got big money now. Have they? Like, I mean, they've got they've got um, they've got Michael B. Jordan as a yeah, but that's not like that's that's, that's not that's like handsome money. I don't think that's like big money compared to like Premier League club owners. Mm, I'd say they're richer than who did you say? Was are they like the are, they, are they they're richer than are, Watford? Are they bigger than the Pozzos? Yeah, one hundred percent. I don't know, man. Yeah, they got taken over for big money. Yeah, but it's Bournemouth, isn't it? As a club, they shouldn't be anywhere near the Premier League. The, their the, stadium's their like stadium's like twelve thousand. Yeah, five seats. Like, it's mental. Yeah, the vitality ain't it. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Right, yeah, why, so why, give me- why is why is he buying a team called the Cherries? Maybe he likes cherries. Who knows, man? But uh, yeah, I'm going for Bournemouth, Southampton, and Leeds. I think I'm going to go for Bournemouth, Southampton. Dead air, man. I don't know, man. Former for Southampton, my, my city. <laughs> I don't want to say Leeds because I, I, even though I think it might be Leeds, I'm gonna go West Ham. Former Southampton, West Ham. Uh, yeah. But how did West Ham beat? They smashed Forest 4 0, yeah, man. mate. It's but they, they are the driest team to watch, yeah. Oh, my, yeah, West Ham. I don't know, could be any one of them. 
Yeah, I, I agree. don't think Arsenal or City will get relegated. I think Liverpool have done enough to I think up. mathematically Arsenal are actually safe now. <laughs> You've done enough. We could lose take every... You take your uh, foot yeah. off the gas now. We can... We can, we can uh, that, that, was the, that was the remit for Arteta. Don't get relegated. <laughs> I wouldn't surprise <laughs> you, mate. Um, yeah, mad. Oh, I don't know. The relegation, relegation battle, battle is sort of pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Fry my brain. We're going to come back and after the break, we're going to hit you up with some predictions. Also, Luke wants to take us European for a... Uh, a bit to talk oh, about yeah. um, one probably Killian the best Mbappe. Yeah. yeah, who knows? So we're back in a sec. Be back, back once again for the Renegade Master. Talk to me about Killian Mbappe, Luke. Killian Mbappe. We're running out of words to describe the man that is Killian Mbappe. Um, Two hundred and one goals for PSG, I believe. That is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what did he become? Yeah, that's. I think that's the tap bit, like. I think anyone and their mum, because they're so overpowered in their league, could stay at PSG and hit 201 goals eventually during their career. But to do it by 24 is wild. Yeah, he is just probably the best player in the world. Yeah, he's got he's got to be. I know there's um, everyone talking about oh, his farmers league, but you can when even when he does it in the Champions League, you know he's too good. Like and he does it in the World Cup, you know he's too good. So yeah, there's the Farmers League he argument. He scored a hat-trick in the World Cup final. Mate, it's And it's still tapped. lost. Yeah, it's tapped. He's he's so good. Like, he, he, he's like got every element you want. Like, he's got like, so everyone's like, oh, Rashford, he's got that kind of dynamic kind of will beat a man, but his finishing sometimes is iffy. Mbappe's finishing is always spot on, but mate, also can beat like, a man, also so fast. You know on like so where you can create your, like, your own player and mate, put him in like a career mode or whatever. Crazy. And you, he just like like maxes out. He is the fastest player. He is like the best finisher. He yeah. is like the, the most skillful player. He like there is no one can touch him. No one gets near to him. He has absolute burners for days, mm. mate. If you're not like, I, I can't think of a single defender who would win in a one v one against him. Like he's just that good at football. It's it's not really fair to anyone else. Yeah, and I think. We're taught sort of like, oh yeah, the Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo era has come to an end. Neymar, he's, he's, I mean, he's out for the rest of the season, now, isn't he? Oh yeah, I saw that. With a big injury. Um, and so we're looking at who's going to be the next shining stars of, of, that are going to define a generation the way that Zidane and Figo did before Messi and, you know, mm-hmm. the way that Ronaldinho did. and Kaka. Yeah, like the, them, man. And you're looking... Th- for the, the new generation it's going to be Mbappe mate as soon and as like, Messi stops winning Ballon d'Ors Mbappe will win them pretty much every year yeah. until he's like 30 well, and, and I think now you're looking at, if you had to pick two it'd be Mbappe and Haaland yeah, the, the top two but Mbappe is by is 10 times the player Haaland is to be honest Haaland yes Haaland, Haaland, no. Haaland is like two dimensional yes think. and no yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Haaland Haaland is Okay, I said Mbappe's probably the, like, the best finisher. Haaland is a goal-scoring machine. Yeah. Like, he is... he is. You put him up front, he scores goals. But Mbappe... He, but Haaland's not going to take on a man. No. Haaland's not going to get the ball on the halfway line and beat two people. Haaland's... Not, you put it over the top of the defence, he probably would get to it, but he's not going to then, like, cut inside. Yeah, and Mbappe's then, a better footballer by... Mbappe is... A mile, is but something else. Yeah, uh, Haaland's more potent goal-scorer. I think what they both need to do is win trophies that aren't their league title because Man City are always going to win the Prem PSG are always going to win Liga it's if any of them can go and get Champions League recurring and yeah as soon as one of them starts getting recurring Champions League because they're both going to hit 30-40 goals a season 
They're both going to do similar things, probably Mbappe more assists, but they're both going to win pre- uh, their league titles, get goals. It's whoever can be at a team, lead their team to Champions League upon Champions League upon Champions League. And if Mbappe does that at PSG, that's a bound door because PSG just don't win that. But if he goes to Real Madrid and keeps them winning Champions League, Bob's your uncle. If Haaland gets Man City their first ever Champions League, he's going to be the Ballon d'Or winner. It's whoever, for me, is them two battling out for Champions Leagues. Yeah, I, but the thing is, I, I personally think Mbappe is... A better footballer, yeah. I, no, I think I think he's probably 10 miles ahead of Haaland in terms of like just where he will finish like as his legacy. I think Haaland... Haaland's legacy is far more volatile. Do you know what I mean? Like he's never going to explain gonna, that he, to me. He's never going to win a World Cup with Norway. Yeah, he's, he's never uh, going to. So the World like, Cup. Well, that's why I didn't want to bring the World Cup. He'll never win a Champions League as long as he's at City because they're cursed. Bosh. Well, so uh, PSG. PSG. True, yeah. But um, so that's why I didn't want to bring the World Cup one up because he's already won the World Cup, and like you said, Norway just never going to happen. But the Champions League, they're both at top tier teams that have never won the Champions League. So there's a battle there, and then it depends if. Either of them move to Real Madrid, or for me, it is that battle for Champions League. Yeah, I think because we we know Mbappe's a better footballer. That's like yeah, yeah, there's no debate there. Yeah, but it's who can lead their team, and specifically if they say at their current clubs, it's who can lead their team that hasn't won a Champions League. Yeah, to the Champions to League. The Champions League, yeah, would be big. It is. It is. It's gonna be. It's always hard to compare because they are two different players. They, I, yeah. I know they're both forward uh, attacking players, and yeah, but they play very differently. You 100%. know. Um, but you know, we just got we got to sit back and enjoy both of them. Same way we enjoyed yeah. Leo and uh, Cristiano. They just got to let them do their thing and just and uh, we the same way we enjoyed uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Frank Lampard when they were managers at Chelsea May United. Yeah, that's true. Just that's got to sit back and enjoy them. Do you know, what also blew my mind is like it feels like it was years ago when we, that Tuchel and Conte handshake happened. Yeah, it's tapped that was and this season. We were literally in the pub watching that happen. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, that, that was point, after the podcast room, isn't it? Genuinely. Yeah. yeah, that was at that point in the season, I was worried about Spurs and where they were going to go with Conte because I was like, oh, they look like a bit of a unit of a team. And it's crazy how we're not even six months. Conte's pretty much on his deathbed. He wants to leave Spurs. <laughs> Spurs Spur- are killing him off. Spurs are killing him off. They're in a rut. They signed 60 million Richarlison. He hasn't even scored a goal. Reese Nelson's got three in 10 minutes. And it's like, how can that all have happened in this season? Chelsea have had two corners. Mate, the beauty of the Premier League, man, it's just, there is no league Time's like moving it. too fast. It is, it is. But it could move a little faster because this time next week, we'll be getting, we'll be packing for the European... The Bordeaux Euro Tour will be imminent. Bah. I'm actually so gassed. It's going to be so good. Como 1907 versus Parma. Ajax... Versus Feyenoord. Mate, we, we didn't was talk it, about it enough. Die Classica. Die Classica, yeah. yeah we didn't mate. talk about it enough, but we got a big video. Once we get it all edited and all that good stuff, we'll do a Euro Tour documentary and it's going to be wild. So yeah, get excited just for Just keep your eyes peeled because, and keep your eyes peeled for the content we're out there because we're going to, we'll be, we'll be posting to our TikTok on our Instagram, you know. Yeah, mate, yeah. on the Insta stories. Tom yeah, on mate. his live. Yeah, and mate, you give, just give the reins to Tom Hooper. He's going to be our creative mate, director. It's going to be quality. Time. But let's get into some predictions. Not the worst week last week. Not the worst one. You got a correct score. I didn't get any. But it was pretty bog standard. There was some... Like, who's predicting 7-0? Come on. In no way. No way. And um, talking of 7-0, Bournemouth versus Liverpool. First Liverpool, game. 8-0. They did 9. So... Oh, no, I'm going to go Liverpool 5-1. 5-1. 5-1 Liverpool. I'm good. 
I, I think I saw. I could be the, wrong. No, the, pro- the problem is though, like I just know <laughs> that Liverpool are gonna. They, they went and they <laughs> smashed nil, Rangers nil, and nil, they nil. fell off. Yeah. And then they smashed Bournemouth and they fell off. Like, just be consistent, yeah, man. Mate. They probably went out for a pint after this. Man, I just game, don't even. Oh, mate. But I agree. Yeah, five I, one. I reckon it's gonna be a thumping. I'm gonna go four nil Liverpool. Okay, okay, okay. That's actually what I predicted Arsenal to do, and we. Well, I didn't shat the bed, but we did a little bit. Everton, relegation threatened versus Brentford, who have the longest uh, undefeated run undefeated, in the Premier League. Yeah, I think they're 12 games. undefeated in 2023. I think only two... T- I saw. I think this came up in the game last night while I was watching it. Only two teams are undefeated in 2023. Them and Reims. I was going to say them and Dortmund. It might be three teams, then. it might be Reims. Oh, yeah, no, no. Reims is like 11 games undefeated. They're the one with Will Still, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, but yeah, um, Brentford. They look really good, man. I mean, as long Three as they keep against Fulham last mate, night, as long as they good. keep Ivan Tony out of uh, FA jail, pen, yeah, yeah, then what can go wrong? Um, out of the pen, but, but he pens. is really good at pens. Yeah, mate, he's mate. unbelievable, mate. He's really good. His at technique's pens. not even that good. It, but it, he's it one of those. He just like looks at the goalkeeper and then will just be bash in the corner, bash. Just he's just, pass. you just know he is like. I am me. This is me. Like, yeah, yeah. I am the situation. Yeah. He right. just backs it. 2-0 yeah, no Brentford. Going, yeah, I'm going 2-0 no Brentford as well. Oh, I'll mad. Um, Leeds versus Brighton. Brighton, who also, we briefly mentioned it, they're, they're casually, they're doing their thing. They're like, the just nobody mentioned us. Nobody yeah. mentioned us. Everybody shut up and then they'll be fourth. Yeah, and mate. everybody be like, what happened there? Who, who knows? I'm back in Bright- Brighton to yeah, uh, teach Leeds how to play football and it's going to be a... Karen Matoma show. I think it's going to be a two, two one. Yeah, item. I think Leeds score. They, I, Leeds. I want them to do well. I like some of their players. I like Willie Nonto. I like Sinistera. I like um, uh, is it Jorginho Somerville? I like their players, but I like Patrick Bamford as well. But he is falling off a cliff. Um, so I want them to do well. But Brighton, probably one of the toughest outfits you can come up against in the Prem at the moment. I'm gonna. What did you say? Two one. I'm going to go more than that. I'm going to go 4-1 Brighton. Ooh. Actually, 3-1 Brighton. 3-1, yeah. 4-1, I've got a little bit, a little bit too excited. Leicester versus Chelsea. 1-0 Chelsea. Average, yeah. 1-0 Chelsea, I think. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. 2-2s. It's the realest. 2-2s up. Spurs versus Nottingham Forest. 1-0 Spurs. Actually, scrap that. 3-0 Spurs mate I was going to say you backed them last week and they let you down against Wolves but they're at, to be fair they're at home this time I just don't know I don't know like not in Forest I, I I know they got slapped 4-0 but I think that Mr. Gary Neville was a freak result not the uh, 7-0 but um, whoa um, I think Spurs do probably win to be fair I just chatting shit uh, 2-1 Spurs what did I say? 3-0? No. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. Crystal Palace versus Man City, the Vieira derby. Man City do have um, previous at Palace. They do seem to struggle. Palace were the only team who didn't concede them last season, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they got drawing a win, yeah. Yeah. And that's the game where Andros Townsend, in my opinion, scored like the best Prem goal ever. Do you know that? He got like a half volley from like 40 yards out. It was disgraceful. I'll make a TikTok about it. We'll do a TikTok. My best ever Premier League goal or like underrated Premier League goal and your best ever underrated Premier League goal. I've, I know it straight up. Uh, Giza from Fulham. What? 
There's a geezer from Fulham that scored a banger years ago. I can't remember his name. No, mate. Is Matty he Algerian? Phillips, huh? Matty Phillips. Oh, not uh, not Kaj- uh, Kajimi. Yeah, Kajimi. Yeah, yeah. That, mate, that is dis- full knowledge. That, that, is. that game is that goal is a disgrace. That is pull out in But um, no, Matty Phillips versus it's in the all white QPR kit. I can't remember who's against. Oh, so you're being a little bit biased. It was when we were crap as well. It, 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 What's it, changed? So a little but bit mate, biased. Going he on. picks up the ball in the halfway line. He takes about two steps forward and it's just. I was going to do the um, Dennis Burkamp turn on Newcastle. That's not underrated though. That's rated. Yeah, that's true. That's rated. I yeah, mean, that's true. You don't even know the goal I'm talking about. That's how underrated Yeah, it is. that's true as well. Do you know what I mean? What about Maynor Figueroa from the halfway line? Yeah, or uh, Tete for Norwich. Yeah. That was a good strike. But um, anyway, we'll stop. Oh, mate. Waffling. Bobby Zamora versus West Brom. Now, nah, I'm still going Andros Townsend against uh, Man City. Loic Remy versus Wigan. I've got a theme. Oh, Tarap versus Fulham. Where he does a little ball roll. Luke's just rattling off uh, throwbacks to when QPR was in the Prem. Yeah. But what are you saying? Crystal Palace versus Man City. I hear we're doing predictions, isn't it? We are. Um, 4-1 City. Yeah, I do reckon. Harland hat trick. It's a slapping inbound. I'm going to go 3-0. I think this I think this weekend could be a, prove a sticky one at the top of the table for Arsenal. For Arsenal particularly. Because I think City are going to slap Palace. I don't think Palace are there. I don't think I don't think they're their they're guys. Yeah. You're not that guy. Think, I think... I think City are just going to steamroll their way like like in like second gear mm. and it's suddenly Arsenal going to be like Damn. why are they even on points with us? Yeah. And um, we've got Europa League now. We've got Sporting on Thursday night. I think Fulham are going to want to I think Fulham might be hitting a little bit of a slump. I don't know if they're quite mm. at the level they were. I think they I am worried. I thought they were going to be Mitro-less but Mitro's back. Mate, Solomon bro. And Solomon, yeah, mate, he's been Naughty. coming off the bench, but he started the last couple of games, still bagging. Mate, I'm not being funny. I yet, think he's on Chelsea like five signed and... the wrong, the wrong Donny. He's on five and five, I think. I got Ollie Watkins in my fantasy team after he'd been like five and five, mm. and he he had a stinker. Yeah, but um, yeah, Arsenal. I think it's gonna be a one-all draw. I would hate that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know. I think it's gonna be a two-nil Arsenal. Okay. I bloody hope so. Uh, Man United versus Southampton. Man United think, fresh off a battering, let me add. I think there's going to be... Actually, no, I think they've got Europa League um, in a couple of nights' time, but still fresh off a battering. I think I'm going to go for a 2-1 United. 2-1 I, think, United. I, think, I think they get over it. Yeah, I think... You see the Southampton striker, what's his name? Um, Alca, Alcaraz? Uh, did a knee slide and injured his knee. <laughs> Donut. Um, but yeah, I think Man United... I think it'll be hard for them. I think it's going to be a 1-0. Does Rashford's form fall off a cliff? Hmm. I mean, he's gotten one game without scoring, so... Yeah. Oh, no, 1-0, Man United. What did you say? 2-0? Uh, 2-1. 2-1, okay. West Ham versus Villa. Unai Emery versus... Could he put David Moyes out of a job? Who knows? Um, This might be... I think I'm going to go for a 0-0 nil, nil here. 0-0? Nil, nil. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've said enough. I think that's where I let myself down last week in predictions. I didn't predict enough draws. So I might join you. I don't think it was a nil-nil last week, was there? Nah, there was loads of home wins. I think it was like the first day where like on Saturday, every home team won. But uh, I'm going to agree on the draw, but I'm going to go 1-1. Okay. Uh, Newcastle versus Wolves. Newcastle sort of falling off a little bit. They did play well though against but they Man were, They made chances. If they, they had someone that could put a chance away, and normally that is Callum Wilson, because I'd say Callum Wilson, his biggest strength is his finishing, but like he hasn't got the legs all the time. But on that day, his finishing was just skew with, mate. And there was about two or three stonewall chances to score. Joe Linton missed one. I think Callum Wilson missed a couple. 
they should have got not a win out of that game, but they should have got goals. And I think that's their problem. They're not getting enough goals at the moment. I think this is their bounce back result. I think they're going to beat Wolves. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Newcastle. Did I say anything? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to go... Oh, I think... Hmm, I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1. Brighton versus Palace. Oh my God, we've got a game week double. Yeah, we've got Man. a couple of double game weeks coming up. Brighton versus... Are these the teams that Newcastle and United didn't play, I believe? In after yeah, it might make sense. Yeah. Got postponed, and then what's the other one? I can't. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know anything about how the football schedule works. Mm. The, the scheduling's mad, especially because we've got a blank game game week next week. Yeah, um, Brighton versus Palace. I think Brighton put Palace to the sword again. It could be a rough week for Palace fans. I'm going <laughs> to go for a two nil Brighton, and this is a derby, mate. A derby has no reason to be a derby. A derby because they've got birds on their crest. Potentially, yeah. I think that's the reason given, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go for a. Oh, I was going to say a battering, but now you've put the derby thoughts in my head. I might not go out. I'm going to go 3-1 Brighton. Southampton versus Brentford. I believe the bees will be a stinging at St. Mary's. Ooh. I mean, you'd be stupid to um, to argue against Brentford after the run they're on. Yeah, they look good. However, the board draw curse is very real. <laughs> yeah, I'd love it. And to do myself as a QPR fan, as uh, ju- uh, some favour here, I'm going to say... Brentford are going to beat them 1-0. So that means they're going to lose 4-1. <laughs> yeah. But Brentford are going to win 1-0. I think maybe because it's uh, a Wednesday night and they've got a lot of games going on, it won't be as comfortable for Brentford as we think. I'm going to... What did you say? 1-0 Brentford. 1-0. I'm going to go for a 2-2. 2 twos that is the realist. Well, there we I are. think that wraps up our predictions. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled because we've got this week... We've got next week's podcast coming out. And then following that, the board draw tour will be imminent. We will have... So, yeah, we're going to release a po- We'll have a podcast out today, the one you're listening to. We'll have one out the following Friday. And then... And then we're away. Then we're away. We will be going to Como versus Palmer on Saturday the... 18th? The 18th. And then we will be at Ajax versus Feyenoord. On Sunday, the 19th of March. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And the content will be popping. We're going to be there, live in the flesh, soaking up the atmosphere. Bordeaux's going global, baby. Mate, it's going to be sick. We're running a big old giveaway alongside um, the trip. A lot of people have already got involved. If you haven't yet, make sure to get involved here on YouTube. We're giving away the Ajax top. And on TikTok, we're giving away the Como top. So, all you need to do, and we said this uh, on the last pod, subscribe here, follow over there, and you'll be entered. You can do yeah. both to win both. Bob's your uncle, mate. Bob's your uncle, yeah. Make sure you uh, subscribe on our YouTube to be entered. Let your well. friends know. Get yeah. as many as your mates involved. There's a chance one of you will win it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, like It's not like there's going to be thousands of people entering. So, chance is good. You got a good odds here, but yeah, and there's two competitions, so you have double the chance of winning something. But yeah, get involved in both those competitions. Yeah. Ajax on YouTube, subscribe, and uh, Como go to our TikTok and give us a follow. It doesn't cost you anything, and you could potentially be getting a tasty little shirt because both those shirts are naughty, Fit, Fit. very nice. But yeah, guys, um, it's been Board Draw. Make sure you follow us on all our socials. Um, yeah, Board Draw episode number thirty-eight, live in the flesh. Board Draw Euro Tour coming soon. And it's live.